Ah, the decadence of wealth, so extreme it can barely be understood by even its owner. Gold, silver, and jewels flowing like rivers, vapors of intoxicants wafting by like the thunderheads of depravity they are. Servants clad in finery, only those highly compensated would even begin to consider donning, working at the behest of the barely conscious. This is the realm of the palace multifaceted, and the city of gold is this destructive ideal I speak of simmered down to an even richer concentrate. To say the least, our delvers are out of their depth. Spilt guts live in chambers and monsters galore this is not. Instead, the delicate realm of tyrants and their hangers-on await them on the gaming floors of the most opulent casino in the multiverse. It awaits with aplomb, and it will stop for no creature no matter the drive. Perhaps this frenzy will be to the Delver's advantage, or perhaps they will be consumed by the torrent this week on Hallowed Shores. The City of Gold, the ultimate casino, not only in the heart, but across the multiverse. A ziggurat of gold-winged servants and a variety of servitors, ranging from the concierges. Small, bizarre figures, uh, clearly designed to make sure the occupants of the City of Gold maintain order and the valets, which I may have misnamed last episode. Uh, giant, shining, golden suits of armor, some of them with slot machines embedded in their backs, some of them holding towels, uh, several pointing whatever direction patrons need to go. Uh, essentially walking indexes for, for the building itself. The, the City of Gold lives up to its name. As you enter, you are overcome with splendor. Uh, the palace multifaceted is a dense heaven. Uh, not only is it in Carnadines and Azorites, but there are denizens from other heavens that have bought their way in sideways, along with visitors uh, not entirely unlike yourselves. Most of them slightly more, well, honest, shall we say. And you are now on the main floor. This is like a casino, uh, meant to draw you in and uh, show you exactly where you need to be losing your money. You can see surrounding this gargantuan main floor held up by dozens of pillars covered in a smattering of game tables everywhere as far as the eye can see. There are staircases and exits and entrances to other parts of the ziggurat, of course going up, and you can see there are guarded doors, typically with a valet, uh, leading what you would presume would be down, judging by the amount of... Uh, varieties of, of uh, sleds and that like being pulled up and around, uh, typically covered in empty dishes and cups and uh, that like, essentially the back of the house. You were looking uh, for a, a very peculiar man you've heard a, a little bit about, uh, but you did not find out too much about his whereabouts beyond he is inside of this building. This is Steel Dancing in the Hatred, the target of the mission that you have been set upon by uh, your good quote-unquote friend, uh, Doman Blight. Somewhere within this building is Steel Dancing and Hatred. Where? You have no idea. What does matter is you're looking good. Uh, could, could you guys give the audience a, a refresher on, on our, our 
outfits we've adorned ourselves to, to make yourself fit in with the denizens of the palace multifaceted and the city of gold in particular? Uh, Alessa looks fucking flawless. She's fucking killing it. All right. She, she's got that beautiful red Lady Gaga inspired, um, a, a hooded leotard almost. Uh, with a with a beautiful, um, it's it's like the mullet of dresses. It's dress in the back, leotard in the front. Uh, looks fucking stunning. Powerful. Uh, Setson's kind of strutting around confidently in a sort of deep blue, purplish, uh, double-breasted suit. He's got a uh, little purple tie that he's got tucked under his vest on the inside, and he is working it, man. Of course, his uh, hair is still a little unruly, and he's retained his headband, but other than that, he's looking pretty damn sharp. Posing as one of the, the bodyguards. Posing as a, a big, intimidating bodyguard for Alessa and Mob. Mob is here uh, looking as as uh, rich as a child could possibly think to look. Uh, he's got... <laughs> he's got a child um, made of bees can look. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Um, he's got, you know, the, the big, the big hat. Uh, he's got the, the red and blue silk, uh, silk under, undergarments of, of like the suit. And then he's got a big, long flowing cloak. Question. Is the cloak dragging on the ground comically so? Of course. Comically so. (laughs) He's a child. Are the, are the sleeves also dragging on the floor? (laughs) Uh, everything is too, the coat is definitely too big, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mob with the drip. Dude, Mob, Mob's, <laughs> Mob's drippy, man. Mob's drippy. Hey, he's looking good. Beautiful. Drip, drip. All right. Uh, <laughs> leaving us with Marcelin. Yeah, uh, Marcelin, conversely, uh, does not look comfortable at all in these digs. Uh, he is, he has a sort of uh, black and white, almost tuxedo-like uh, suit that he's uh, has the little coattails, you know, from like a conductor at an orchestra. Just he has his bow tie that's on just like way too tight, almost like chokingly so, so that the folds of his neck are kind of hanging out of it. Uh, he's limping, like even worse now that he doesn't have his his boots. Kind of like to he doesn't feel uh, very comfortable here, and he's in these uh, flat-bottomed shoes uh, that he's chosen. Uh, they just don't have the requisite amount of mud and grit in them uh, that he's used to. Yeah, he's sort of like leaning on his cane terribly. So as far as a bodyguard goes, um, not the most immediately threatening, I would say. That unto itself is a threat. I mean, why would why would you hire a bodyguard that looks like this unless he had some, some firepower? What's he hiding? His, his wretched coat. <laughs> Um, I like him in lieu of socks, just having mud. (laughs) (laughs) Just just dirt. Sir, could you please remove your shoes? Those are my feet. (laughs) It's just one big callus. So this is our ragtag little group. Um, You were waved in. You you looked the part. A concierge let you in. Uh, The the valets aren't paying you too much mind. And there's a stream of people parting around you like a rock in a river. And, and yeah, you, you are now loose in the city of gold. Um, who's got the plan? Uh, hmm. Um, that's a, that's a darn good question. Yeah. <laughs> who, who we, does have the plan? <laughs> I don't think any of us expected to make it this far. Yeah. I, yeah. 
<laughs> we were all ready to just crash and burn. Like this was this was our Herculean task. I, I didn't know there was a second. You're the dog that has caught the car. Yeah, I, I have a feeling like we all we all walk in there and uh, just look at each other like, uh, what next? I think Alessa is absolutely dazzled by everything going on around her. I think this is where she where she feels she belongs uh, amongst the uh, the the hoity toity um, denizens of this high society. Yeah, I don't think they feel the same way towards you, uh, but feeling comfortable in this environment is that's a choice. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's curious. How is everybody taking this in? This is more this is more riches than than Mob has seen in his life uh and it's like just all in one place being like scattered around um but i think i think he's i think he's vibing with it i think he's uh you know just like trying to stay composed but like you know still childlike excitement uh from from the b child <laughs> b child is yeah yeah no i get it it's a child going to vegas it's still pretty light sets in while he hasn't really experienced this he has heard of it um during his days as a a competitor he's heard of people who make a great sum of money um betting on all of these fights and now he understands what all the hype was about he's not exactly blending into this environment seamlessly, but he's definitely got his ear to the ground. Oh yeah, definitely uh, a giant boxing ring in a distant corner, like a shadowed around the edges of it and lit up in the center. Uh, so the shadows, like the darkness around the ring, almost like magical, especially since the rest of the room is so dazzlingly lit. Um, and yeah, you can clearly see some people dueling it out, uh, people screaming and slamming their hands on the edge of the ring kind of thing. Uh, Marcelin is, um, sweating. Um, there's, there's a sense (laughs) he hasn't, um, he's not used to crowds of this size. At least he doesn't feel like he is like, um, he's not used to so many people walking around with such freedom, such disregard for say like threats from above and below and maybe like a shell or two flying in, um, He's not used to everyone just being so calm and collected and in charge. It almost makes him feel threatened. So uh, he sort of like wipes his uh, his uh, kind of webbed, raggedy, very difficult to move arm across his forehead, like just sweat flying off of that. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not having this. Somebody who thrives in the. Uh in tragedy that isn't his own yeah i would say so all right what's your method of approach my friends who speaks first do we have a do we have a, any descriptions of what steel dancing looks like that's a good question um i think you probably have his mask described but that's probably Ooh, not it. okay could you describe it uh, yeah 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 of course uh, he, he wears a half face so above the nose um reaches a little bit into his uh onto his forehead but still leaves quite a bit of skin scandalous for now how risque um yeah and it has two asymmetrical horns kind of leading past his temples uh, both kind of scraggling in different directions giving an air of like sort of false humility like you know oh it's imperfect kind of thing hmm okay 
very Rococo. All right, look, fellas, we um looks like we're 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 gonna need a plan. Um, do we want to split up or uh, we want to try and stick together or? Uh... Hmm. I mean, um, because this place is massive. Yeah, it's it's a little <clears throat> it's a little big. Um, not um, you know, it's a little too big if you ask me. Um, you, uh, but hey, you you okay there, bud? <laughs> oh, I was born okay. I um, I'll probably die okay too. So you know, I don't think either of those statements are are correct. I don't think I don't think either of those are right. I don't think it's possible to die okay. Not in here anyway. Well, now I'm thinking about the worst. Okay. Um. <clears throat> uh. Back on task though. Uh. Yeah. No. I think uh splitting up might be. There's a lot of ground to cover. Uh. We just got to get some. Uh, some info, you know, uh, maybe blend in a little, uh, not look so, uh, uh, gawky, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, you two's, um, you two's can probably go places that we's can't. Um, so here, here's the idea. Me and Mob are dressed like, uh, you know, high haughty members of society. Uh, we can blend into the high haughty members of society and you two can do a little, uh, little background work, little, little skulking, little sneaking. All right. I think I know uh, a place where I could easily blend in. Would people not question the bodyguards without the people to bodyguard? That is true. Maybe one... Uh, I was imagining it was one of those, you know, like like seen and not heard kind of things. Oh! Like, you know, they, they sort of pass invisibly through the lens of um, a lower class. I don't know. Hey, uh, I could grab a plate of food. Um, I could uh, go around, um, or maybe just a plate and take people's drinks. See uh, if I can blend in that way. I uh, look the butler part. I ain't yeah, or, or or heck, see see if there's a kitchen. See if there's a uh, a back area. See if there's you know little little dungeons that are uh, these these uh, these rich sophisticants. Uh, you know, used for different sexual purposes. Yeah, see if they, uh, see how they make the special sauce, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, we're gonna see how the sausage gets made, baby. I don't know what you mean. Not until you're older, son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look, when, look, okay, so there's bees and there's flowers, kid. You know about bees and flowers. I know a lot about bees and flowers. You know what? We yeah, we will get to this when you're older. All right, so let's uh, go, go. Good game plan. Let's uh, let's let's get moving to it. All right. So we're splitting. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Let's split the party. We said. Um, you know I love splitting the party. Uh, all right. We got Mob and and uh, Alessa in one corner. We got Setsa and Marcelin in the other. Um, now flip a coin. Who wants to who wants to follow? Who first? All right, yeah, I guess so then me and Mob lead the, rich lead people, the front. Rich, rich people! people. <laughs> All right, we're going to the bourgeoisie. Uh, so, yeah, right now you are on the main casino floor. There are debaucheries abound, uh, along with uh, a couple little signposts pointing you towards the rest of the ziggurat. Uh, this, is a, this is a big fucking place. 
You're on the main casino floor, but there is a dining hall above you. There are theaters. Eventually, you get to the guest rooms and the guest suites. There are the penthouses at the very top. And if you are super especial, you can get into the rooftop garden sitting atop the ziggurat. This is meant for the penthouses to be connected to. It's like a bunch of New York brownstones kind of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's where your, your richest of your rich are going to be hiding. But you got to be... You gotta have access to get up there. Well, if I've ever heard of any sort of uh, 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 item or person of interest being held anywhere, it'd be there. So, um, uh, uh, I imagine we take in this information just by standing in front of a like a "You Are Here" map kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Alessa just points to the tip of the ziggurat. I bet he's there. It does make sense that the big people would be at the top i can be big people Ooh, be big people we could be big people yeah yeah i want to be a big person too <laughs> one day if you eat all your vegetables <laughs> and drink and drink all your milk <laughs> the bees don't like milk <laughs> are your bees lactose intolerant <laughs> <laughs> All right, can't make no, they, milk, it so. just <laughs> uh, no milk and honey for us, dog. Uh-uh. So how do you plan to be big people? I um <laughs> Is it too early to pull this out? Um It's always a good sign if you're laughing. Ooh. <laughs> yes it is. Can I look around to see if I can find that fellow at the haberdashery? See if he's uh-huh. if he's skulking around. That is a fine and dandy idea. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know I you know I hate playing that particular fella. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do a hunt. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, I do not have Hunt. Um, you do have Haven, though. This is a Haven. do have Haven. All right, yeah, I'm going to gander around. 2d10. Ooh, that's a nine, baby. <laughs> okay, all right. Golden. All right. Golden. Yeah, you know, you poke around. You, you move around with Mob a little bit. And uh, eventually you spot a giant coin-adorned hat. Um, he's sitting in front of a ridiculously sized table covered in intricately painted little miniatures. Um, in fact, several of the people around the table are clearly not even playing. They're just painting miniatures. Um, it's like they forgot that there's a game to play. Um, and, uh, and this guy has a big, long, I don't know what game in real life this is where you have like it's a It's fucking Warhammer! <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I I know they're playing. Come on, they're playing Warhammer. <laughs> they're essentially playing what? fantasy Warhammer. Yeah, like off-brand Warhammer. You can't say that. Games Workshop's gonna sue us now. Um, <laughs> they're playing um, Banhammer. Yeah, they're. <laughs> uh, ten out of oh, that's ten. That's really good. That was quick. Ten out of ten. Whoa. No, I mean. There's like a there's like a, a a casino game where you have like a stick with like a crescent at the end and you kind of push things around with it. Well, they just oh, use that. Yeah. I mean, most most table games have that. They just use those to push around uh, uh, chips and dice. Like chips. 
exactly. So he has one of those. Um, and clearly he is playing. Um, he's, he's on a team of what look to be at least 15 different people. Um, there's a lot of types of people inside the City of the Gold, clearly. But I want you to imagine with me a Victorian-era fantasy nerd. Just get that image in your head. Like a Nikola oh, Tesla hell type. Yeah. It's in there. This is just covered I in Nikola I love this. Um, and they are all together, again, in, in two teams of what, yeah, must be 15 people um, each. Uh, pushing around miniatures, rolling dice, just fucking screaming at each other. Um, screaming at, you know, their own teams. Because, again, half of them are getting caught up, like, painting or saying that the other team chipped the paint of their little miniature dudes. And yeah, the, the, the images themselves um, of, the, of the miniatures are this clearly much more ancient medieval, you know, whatever the medieval period equivalent would have been in Destera. And the rest of the multiverse, really. The time's a bit non-linear when you're talking multi-planar. You get what I'm saying. Uh, people with swords and pikes and whatnot, um, yeah, slashing away at each other. And yeah, he's, he's clearly in the midst of a heated argument with one of these dweebs um, who sounds like he's claiming that, yes, he did indeed chip the paint on one of his miniatures. This may be a fool's question. Does Alessa understand this game? Like, does Alessa know no. this game? No. <laughs> I'm willing to go for a lot, but I don't even think the people playing this game understand this game. That's I true. think this is the episode where we reveal how much Cillian hates Warhammer. <laughs> Anti-Warhammer bias. They all look stupid and they hate what they're doing and they hate themselves. They don't even and know they what just, they're doing. They just want to paint their stupid little <laughs> <laughs> Warhammer's cool. Don't hate me. <laughs> God. Now we're getting sued. <laughs> Damn it. They said the painting the was stupid. <laughs> all the money we were going to get. Uh, yeah, no. War, tabletop Wargaming is cool. Just don't be a jerk at your friendly local game store about it because fuck, don't be people jerks about that game. Uh, so, nonetheless. So, yeah, that is that is the scene before you. You've, you've hunted down um, this behatted <laughs> bounty hunter. Um, uh, this is not the the environment I expected to find him in. I, to be honest, I expected like a very like cool jazz to start playing. And, uh, we're like, we're like playing Baccarat and throwing back, uh, 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 one liners, but, but no, here we are at a, at a, a big nerd brawl about to erupt. Showed up to the wrong show for that. Particular yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> this is, that was, that was Swan Dive. You're, you're in a different show now. <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> Yikes. Um, um, in any I, case... Frankly, frankly, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't want to... I really don't want to get in the middle of this nerd tussle. Um, he's getting pretty heated with the uh, person on the other team. Um, is that... Would you say, like, that's the focus right now? Is this particular uh, uh, altercation or, or is there are there plenty of people still just like painting and doing their own thing and, and like focusing on different parts of the map and what have you plenty of people subsection dot painting and yeah like strategizing but like the general like people that are active at the table yeah that is where the focus is I'm struggling to picture this I've never even played this game <laughs> or seen it I think I, 
I mean, it's just it's just like a big grid. Like, just imagine a big grid with a bunch of little figurines on it. Yeah. Just imagine um, chess. But so stupid. chess with yeah, stupid, <laughs> stupid chess, big stupid, stupid chess, steampunk chess, stupid chess, people. chess with painted miniatures. Yeah, and they're not. It's not on a grid. Um, you literally use a measuring tape, from what I yeah. understand. Oh my oh, god! Dude, oh, this I really is nerd chess, and that's yeah. saying something. Yeah, it is nerd chess. It's very cool. Like I'm shit talking, but it's extremely cool. It's just wickedly complicated. And expensive. And yep. very fucking expensive. Yeah. Uh, Alessa is so out of her depth. <laughs> this is this is the opposite environment she was expecting. And unless Mob has anything to do, Alessa's just gonna <laughs> watch this assumedly come to blows. Uh Okay. Mob Mob's gonna ask okay. Alessa, are we are we gonna talk to any of these people? Hush, please please. But don't, I, they can smell fear. Are you scared, Alessa? No, I'm not, I'm not scared of nothing. I'm not scared of nobody, but, but nerds, <laughs> nerds are different. They play their little games in their little rooms with their little dice and their little figurines and they just, they give me the willies. I've never seen this game before. Trust me, honey, anyone who would dedicate this much time to any kind of game like this, you don't want any part of. <laughs> but aren't we supposed to be talking to people to I mean, find... Yes, we are, and there's... I I just... I, I, look, if you want to talk to them, I... Okay. You can, you can see like the like the 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 mathematics like flying by Alessa's eyes as she. Mob's tries already to... gone. Yeah, okay. Mob's <laughs> turned around. He's, he's gone oh, to no. talk to the nerds. Mob ain't afraid of no nerd. What game is this? He goes up to the to the. He assumes the the the, the leader of this of this group, the one with the giant coin hat, um, and uh, asks what this game is. This man is clearly reaching for a gun whenever you come up for it. I think you probably can't quite tell. Um, so you, like, just barely jostle him from drawing on somebody. Um, and he kind of tilts his head down. The coins jingle on his hat. He's got this big grimace. Again, half his teeth are gold veneers. And clearly has far too many of them. Um, and then it, it tilts up as far as it can into something like a smirk. And he's like, Ah, hello there, little man. This is called Harvest. It's a, uh, it's a bit like uh, I don't really know how to explain. Honestly, I don't really know what I'm doing here myself. Do I? Are you winning? Well, you know, seeing as how I'm playing this to begin with, I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> <laughs> Awfully metal, metal, meta of you. <laughs> Do I know you, little man? Oh, you know, uh, you've probably seen me uh, around doing transactions. No, well, I think I've seen your big-ass shirt around, that's for sure. You like it? It's rather handsome. It's a, it's a nice shirt there, young man. <laughs> Nicholas! Nicholas! He kind of whaps one of the guys in the chest. Just... Take my turn. I'm, I'm gonna find something more valuable with my time to do. And this guy kind of gives a pert nod and immediately picks up the exact argument where this man was 
kind of in the middle of. We are really diving just, into this metaphor. Just <laughs> screaming and shaking his fist. Um, he he kind of, you know, takes your shoulder a little bit and kind of guides you away from this roiling pack of nerds. What, uh, what, what's a little man like you doing around here exactly? Networking. What? Networking. Net- networking. <laughs> for, your, for your business, I presume? What do you sell? Lemonade? Bees? <laughs> I think, I think Alessa, Alessa overhears this conversation happening, snaps out of it, and starts, starts coming over like, no, 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 no. Want to see? Mom, honey, honey, please. Um, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Was, was he bothering you? Was he? Uh, was, I, I'm sorry. He, he gets, he gets very excited about his, his networking and such. He, uh, um, you know, you know, you know the kind. Um, hi, how are you? We've met before. So we have. I don't believe I made your acquaintance. I don't believe you have. I'm Alessa. Lovely to meet you. So, uh, what exactly is your young man doing here with his bees? Oh, uh, he, um, he really wanted to, you know, see, uh, see the ziggurat, see the, see the city of gold, and, well, you know, you look at that face, look at that smile, I just couldn't say no to him. Mob puts on his best smile. <laughs> and a bee crawls out. <laughs> <laughs> from, a, from a missing tooth, a bee crawls out. Yeah. <laughs> um... This, this man stares for a second. Y'all from around here? Well, uh, as much as anyone, I suppose. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. I think you know that might be a dangerous question to answer in the public. <laughs> Good energy. Y- y'all be careful now. You don't want to be networking around here with the wrong people. Not in the city of gold. And would you be the wrong people, Mr. Uh... No. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm an amenable sort. And he, and he smirks. Would you happen to know a fellow by the name of Steel Dancing and Hatred? Ah. Now that. That is the wrong sort. I do, <laughs> actually. Pretty much everybody in this place does. Really? What. What would you, uh. What would you. How would you describe this man? Uh, obnoxious show-off piece of shit. Sounds like, uh... <laughs> sounds like you, you harbor a bit of a grudge. Well, let's just say I only have room in my life for one obnoxious showboat piece of shit. And he tilts his own hat. Charming. What would you say to, um... And, uh, she, she leans in a little forward. What would you say to maybe, um... Making sure that... This golden city only has room for one. <laughs> well, now we're talking. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. He kind of taps around his coat, and he produces a, a thick coin. Um, it's 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 much larger than any coin would be in regulation, like a like a silver dollar almost, um, stamped with with some kind of runic language, and he pings it up in the air towards you guys. Now take that. That'll give you entry to the private dining rooms. Second floor. Meet me there in about a half hour. I think I can tell you a little bit about uh, old steel dancing and hatred. I'll see you there. Pleasure. 
You can call me Facade. <laughs> Chills. Uh, yeah, little uh, little bells start going off in Les's head. And he swishes his big coat and does his best to disappear into the crowd. Uh, he's a gangling Aelfir, so it doesn't do the best job, but nonetheless. Mob, I want you to take careful notes. Of what? I'm going to ring that man... No, no, that's not the phrase. That's not a good phrase. You're going to call him on the phone? I'm going to, no, I'm going <laughs> to, no, like a, you know what? I was going to say something cool, but I, I can't, I. I'll wait. Man, man, I wonder what those other two are up to right about now. <laughs> In, meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a transition? <laughs> <laughs> Mob watches the transition go by. <laughs> um. <laughs> like his head gets caught in the Looney Tunes style, like circle wipe. No, no. <laughs> A bee comes shooting. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, well, uh, Alyssa bumbles to Mob. Um, yeah, in the distance while this was occurring. Uh, what were our two bodyguards uh, finding their, their time to be filled with? Personally, Setson kind of wanted to check out the boxing ring. He feels uh, any good man of wealth would have bet at least a little bit on a arguably fixed fight. <laughs> but uh, he's going to hear what Marcelin would, you know, suggest first. Um... I think Marcelin is, um, he's really, uh, trying to find the best corner of this place. Um, at the moment he's willing, if you're, if Setson's, uh, really interested in these, this boxing ring, might as well start with there, see if they can, uh, get some contacts or, or start talking to maybe some of the, uh, the less moneyed classes in this establishment. First of all, though, we got to get you a drink. Oh, you know, I need it. <laughs> You know, we we can't uh, we can't have a mission like this with you all tense and shaking. You know, but I'm not shaking. His entire body is like slightly vibrating, just visibly. You can. It's almost like his teeth are chattering against each other. I don't think it takes too long to uh, find a drink. Luckily, I think this is one of those uh, kinds of casinos where they're boozing you up to uh, specifically get you to spend more money. Uh, so yeah, I think he managed to get past some champagne flutes after after a few minutes. Marshallin takes the champagne flute and uh, it's 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 like he's sort of confused by it, and he sort of like spits on the outside and sort of muddies that up, and then it makes sense to him. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> drink, okay, and he uh he just downs it all in one gulp. Jeez, you did need that. <clears throat> no, that's just a warm up. <clears throat> Yikes. Uh, he grabs like two more and uh, just double fists that as they're walking. He just kind of gl- like takes one from various different uh, servants that are handing out drinks. And uh, most of these servants, you're beginning to notice a sort of pattern within the palace multifaceted, I would imagine, between the two of you. Um, the servants all look incredibly similar. They're uh, very androgynous, um, kind of on the short side, like on our terms, probably like five, six. If anybody hears that height, I mean, it's not short. You know what I'm saying? Like, just five, six. A little bit under average height for American males, I guess. Uh, and uh, he, they, I'm sorry, um, have, a, have a very 
serpentine attitude towards everyone. They're not they're not looking very honest and they're not paying very much attention. They're slipping in and out and weaving around crowds. So yeah, it's not very hard to find concierges and uh, to get these drinks off them as you're walking around. And the same thing with the valets. They look incredibly similar. Just giant polished golden suits of armor. Giant red plumes drooping off the back of their helmets. Hey, uh, Marceline, I, I know I said, um, you know, it would be a good idea for you to be, you know, a little tipsy during this because, you know, mm-hmm. liquid confidence mm-hmm. and all that, but I think there yeah. might be something going on here. I don't think you should have anything, I don't know, more. What? Okay, so uh, just these two then, right? Or three? Can I? I'm just going to grab this third one. He kind of like slips that in his other finger. It's like they're flutes. They're not. Uh, they're not like, you know, like, it's fine. Uh, he just like kind of downs all three, kind of like letting it dribble down his, his, uh, the front of his brand new suit. Come on, man. Uh, um, yeah. 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 That's it. That's the last one. All right. Uh, good. All the while, Setson's kind of tempted to, uh, find a good place to get a, uh, a steak and some scotch. But... He, uh, he keeps looking. So, we should probably find some kind of coordinator around here. And even if we can't, yeah. some sort of professional fighter. Because if anybody knows anything about the gambling rings on them, it's them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we gotta head over to the, where they fix them fights. Yeah, we'll find him. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess we're heading over there. Yeah. yeah, we're 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 going ringside. Doesn't take too long. Big carpeted pathways kind of lead in between all the tables and all the all the general districts of the of the casino floor. Um, and yeah, you, you make your way into this shadowy circle um, near the the penumbra of light emanating off the ring. Right now, there's a, a giant four-armed individual tussling with a, a very quick, slinky-looking drow um, who's doing some sort of incredibly dance-esque martial art around this guy's gripping blows and uh, nicking him with what appears to be some sort of knuckle knife. And uh, yeah, the crowd is, is screaming. It seems like this little guy was the underdog, but so far, the, the four-armed fella looking, looking pretty torn up. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a classic scenario. What, like a... Nah, nah. You see, that uh, that little guy, that little dude, all he has to do is get grabbed or get hit once and the fight's over. But so far, I'd say uh, they're doing pretty well. You mean like um, uh, like a, one of them Davy and, and Big Boy stories? I forget. Uh, and, you know, uh, Nanny never really read to me much, but yeah, there's a story about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. He does not see what you mean at all. <laughs> yeah. If the big guy does lose, I uh, can't imagine it'll be pride-affirming. These little guys, they they usually don't make it out okay from these. But I'm very very impressed by this guy. Um, are you saying you wanna you wanna bet on him? Is that your? Oh what? Oh. Well, I mean, if we're looking to like a little bit of coin here, um, there's no reason not to. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean. Hmm. Yeah, let's talk know. to the let's, let's talk to the the. the the feller in charge. Let's let's find that guy. All right. Yeah. Let's see that if we can't find down. the coordinator. There. Um. Is there anyone around that like looks like they're obviously like keeping uh maybe like tally or uh or uh they have a 
a bookie of some sort, maybe. Yeah, um, there's definitely uh, an individual in a, in a big sweeping cloak off to the side of the of the ring, and yeah, they have a, a, a giant tome in front of them. They're scratching away at. Uh, they, they clearly have some sort of voice amplification device in front of them. Not quite a microphone, a magic fantasy microphone, if you will. But yeah, well, clearly this is some someone between an announcer and yeah, the fight coordinator. Do you think uh, we could bother him for a second while there might be a lull? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's wait till the uh, the end of this fight. Let's see. Maybe there's. So, be. so, so, how does this fight end? It's a good question. Um, high or low? I'm thinking high. Okay. Uh, you tell me. I'm thinking. Uh, the little guy gets the four-armed big one down, you know, almost to knockout. But then, uh, all it took was one grab and crack, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, the, the little guy gets confident at the end. Looks like he's about to go in for, like, slitting his throat or something like that. Um, but he stumbles. Big guy grabs him with his lower two arms by, by his, uh, his bottom two bottom bottom feet as opposed to your top feet and uh, cracks him like a whip against the against the ring and yeah his spine break in a couple different places crowd Jesus. goes gone crowd goes gonzo and uh, the forearm guy tosses the little guy aside like a like a rapper and uh, yeah fight's over announcer screams out the winner and starts to scrabble in, into this book uh, the, the valet one of the valets attending the ring picks up the corpse of the little guy um, and starts stomping him down back towards these uh, clearly like service hallways ringing the sides of the, the palace. I'm sure. I'm sure it would be fine. Uh, you have, um, look, I know you're tough, but even you wouldn't uh, survive, survive uh, turning your spine into uh, jellified um, uh, whip nonsense uh he's dead he's fully dead i, I yeah i'll be i'll be not. completely i'll be completely honest with you i don't admit this to a lot of people you can admit it to me i may have lost a little bit of my touch over the years um you know what he uh he he grabs you by the shoulder um i've lost a lot too i've lost one might even say around three quarters of it but you know what i'm still kicking and you can too very hard actually <laughs> yeah i'm all right doing great so uh so there is a there's a lull uh the coordinator is clearly kind of waiting for other fighters to to be put in the ring um but you know not the busiest all right so approach them yep Hey, uh, guy, buddy. Meh. Yeah. You looking to fight? Uh, no, not not me. Um, not at the moment. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't happen to know what the local betting scene is like around here, would you? Hmm. Expansive. I don't know what you're looking for, kid. Huh. You're in the city of gold. You want to bet? You can bet. Big money moves these hands. Yeah, but how far do they get moved? Pretty dang far there, fella. Uh, 
We do personal bets person to person. That's probably your most lucrative bet. Uh, we don't really do against the house here. Hmm. Speaking of person to person, some um got real big high rollers that like to bet on these things. Oh yeah, plenty of high rollers love to bet on the fights, especially the big names. Yeah, uh, big names like what? Well, uh, she just witnessed one. Who's uh who's the big guy in that? That right there, Forearm Thompson. <laughs> Oron Thompson. Um, fuck it, I'll use Oron. That's fun. I did say forearm. Oh, but, but that <laughs> you can take that. Forearm Johnson is even better. No, um, <laughs> forearm Mick Crush. Forearm Mick Strong Huge. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, that's or that's Oron the Crusher. It's, it's a forward name. Yeah. Yeah. Could be uh, could be just a uh, title name. I've had a few of those. Well, he does tend to crush people, so, you know, keeps with the name. It makes sense. It makes sense. All right. Well, if we're talking, like, the, the biggest high rollers, um, someone named uh, Steel Dancing Sunrise, he liked to bet on this stuff. Hatred. Hatred. Steel, yeah. steel Dancing and Hatred. Life. Yeah, steel hatred. Dancing and Sunrise is his brother who <laughs> loves poetry. <laughs> Uh, Marcelin is a little bit drunk right now, so I I I, I think that kind of excuses his not being able to fil- yeah. fil- filter out the Elfir poetry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still dancing in hatred. Yeah, he he places bets. He he uh he's actually uh, placing a personal bet on one of tonight's title bouts. Really? Yeah. Do you know when that uh, bout is taking place? Hmm. Probably about to. Uh, kind of looks up at the gargantuan grandfather clock in the distance one against each wall of the main casino floor probably got about an hour and a half probably four or five more fights before we get to that one Oron here is going up against a, an old champ ooh really what's uh mm-hmm. what's their name guy by the name of burn bellows burn bellows oh, fuck yeah god that guy you know I would absolutely love to see that fight. But, um, sets and turns back to Marcelin. We've still got a job to do, right? Yep, um, the job. We have the job to do. Um, but we could also, you know, put some money down and make a few. Yeah, no, we gotta do the job. Speaking of, of which, um, uh, I think... I think this is a uh question for you uh my uh fine sir where does does uh the steel dancing does he like to uh, come down and watch these fights personally uh we have um we have a we would like to do some business with the with the fine man and oh it's it's it's, it's awful hard to uh make your your pitch while they're up there and you're down here you know well uh he certainly comes to watch the fights in person but not exactly on the floor like you guys he points up, and hovering around the ring, uh, hidden in the shadows of the darkness, kind of, again, magically enacted around the, the light of the ring, uh, are, are boxes, essentially, box seats. Uh, you can see they have dangling rope ladders that are halfway pulled up. VIP booths, only for the special of the specialist. Is there any possible way we could get up there? 
If you can pay. Pay, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Or you befriend Steel himself and get invited into the box. Huh. Do these other fighters usually get uh, invited? Or are they just, you know, entertainment to him? Well, champs certainly do. They love to be uh, paraded around. Uh-huh. All right. Good to know. All right. He sets in. Yeah? You thinking... Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Because I'm not even sure what I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm just really hoping you've got a good thought in there. But what, what if you became the champion over this, uh, this forearm guy, and then you get invited up there with a, with our good old friend? I, uh... I do have another idea. Yes. Um, I was gonna ask, maybe we could find Burn Bellows, if he's the champion, see if we can get information out of him, because I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I couldn't do it, but, you know, Setson yeah, kind of looks over his shoulder to the now, I would think, celebrating, um, four-armed lad. I don't I don't know if I could take that. Yeah, no, I get it. You're past your prime, just like me. <laughs> oh uh, hold on, past past my prime. I'm not I didn't say I was past my prime. I said yes, I was out of shape. Death bait him. Uh, yeah, say you know, we're all out of shape here. You you don't come down to the heart because you're doing well in life. You know what You, you know don't what think I, mean? I can do this, can you? You don't think uh, I can yes, beat that please. guy. I don't <laughs> this fucking rules. <laughs> fucking I'm I'm doing it. Fine. Oh. You've convinced yes! me. Yes. God. Setson uh takes out his journal and flips to I guess the first few pages. Um looking for looking for a good name to enter under and he chooses the one that he's circled and put some arrows around. What's the name? Dead Ender. Can I recommend a touching first name? Absolutely. I think you know it. It's an old friend of yours. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Too bad he doesn't remember him. Oh, shit. You're amnesiac. I keep forgetting. But did he write it down and he just thinks it's a cool name? Ooh. Yes. <clears throat> just subconscious this name. Just subconscious this name out of anywhere? All right. Yeah. But then again, over to, uh, I guess, the inside of the front page. There's one word. Fine. F-Y-N-E. As cool and or lame as that other name might have sounded. I think I know what I'm going with. Alright, fine it so is. You, you, you fighting, kid? Yeah. I'm fighting. Well, uh, I only got one open slot right now, and I don't know if you want it. Yeah, who's it against? Cocks a thumb towards one very, very angry-looking forearmed man currently getting salved up. You know what? Make it or break it. And by break it, I mean my spine. 
Your spine's plenty tough. You take yeah. that from me, kid. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I survived a bunch of ghosts. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> you get it? You see what I did there? <laughs> I, oh man, <laughs> your funeral, kid, and he pins you in. All right, I'm in bracket. Oh, oh, uh, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be putting the house on you. I'll tell you that. Uh, betting it all. All of my money. All of it? Yeah, he pulls out his his um his big old bottle of rock gut liquor that he's had hidden stashed sort of in his crotch area. Yeah, he just pulls out the stopper and just a fumes of it just spray out. His rock gut crotch liquor, also known as his crotch rot. I Jeez, dude. Come on. <laughs> Cheers, he says. Uh, he takes a huge swi- swig and then offers it to you. No, no, no thanks. I think I want my head clear for this. Mm, your funeral. And he just keeps drinking. Let's hope it isn't. Um, we're going to say that uh, sort of the, the course of that exchange and all that fun stuff um, kind of passed enough time that your uh, your lunch date has now lined up. Um, did you guys do anything in the meantime? I think I took Mob to the to the claw machines. <laughs> <laughs> Are you winning, son? Are Are you winning, Mob? Are you winning, bees? No, all these games are rigged. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Mommy's little gambler. As long as the enthusiasm is there. Now I'm imagining what a what 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 a claw game would look like in this environment. It's got to be like <laughs> essentially like a mechanical claw that you're you're like there's something like a joystick you're you're moving, but there are like valets and moving the claw physically. <laughs> See, I imagined it was just like um. Like a heart beast, like a head crab heart beast, just <laughs> on a leash. <laughs> that you, that you, <laughs> you press a button to like poke it in different areas, uh, with like little 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 needles or, or something, and just get it to. <laughs> oh, much more humane! I love it. Yeah, much more humane. Yeah, I, I love a little a little animal <laughs> animal torture monster torture for for claw game equivalent. This episode sponsored by PETA. <laughs> there our first advertiser i say holding a cat uh okay <laughs> so you 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 faff about in, in the kitty area of the city of gold for all those child-aged incarnadines and and yeah the time passes eventually yeah you, you realize from again these four massive grandfather clocks that are uh towering over the, the varying walls of, of the floor of, of the city of gold um but yeah your your, your half hour has has gone by uh, I would say before we go, I do have like a little sit down moment with Mob. Like, um, all right, Mob. Um, what we're about to do is we're going to um, ah, what's a what's a polite way to put this? Um, we're gonna take this fella for a ride. You get me? Yes, I I definitely get you. Does does Mob do, does Mob get Alessa? Um, I think I think in a in a like. He gets the gist, yes. 
In a cosmic sort of sense. In a cosmic sort of sense. So we're not going to tell him anything too important. We're not going to reveal anything too, uh, too juicy. We may even lie to him a whole lot. You down for that? I told you I'm great at lying. Oh, this is perfect. All right. You're going to do so good. Key. I love this little relationship budding between between Mob and Alessa. It's very precious. It is. It's just Mob and his surrogate family, essentially. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His mom, his dad, and his creepy grandpa. Heck yeah. <laughs> his big, dirty grandpa. <laughs> big, dirty grandpa is not a favorite phrase of mine. That's a movie, isn't it? I think that's... Uh. Is it yeah, Dirty right. Grandpa? Dirty Santa? No, There's it's dirty... called Bad Grandpa, bad, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, bad. I thought bad it was Dirty Santa. Grandpa. I always imagined myself as Robert De Niro, yeah. <laughs> Just a big, gross Robert De Niro with, like, a big swollen arm. Oh, I love arm. that. <laughs> um, hell yeah. That's, that's a good mental image. So, yeah, uh, you, you, you make your way up. Um, you know, you have to pass through some lavish spiral staircases to get to the next level of the ziggurat. Um, there are a couple of windows where you can look out on, on the palace multifaceted. Um, it's it's still raining, the, the coin drift you guys pass through. And eventually you make it into the private dining chambers. Um, you know, if you guys... you ever been in a, in a bourgeoisie restaurant? Um, yes. I've been on a cruise ship. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> I, I guess close enough. Um, I've been yeah. in a bougie restaurant you're allowed to wear flip-flops in. I guess that's equivalent. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. They say no shoes, wow. no service, but flip-flops are still shoes. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's sequestered. Most of the tables are divided off. and um, Everything's incredibly well set. There are candles lit everywhere. There's none of the, the kind of garish golden light you guys are bathing on the, on the gaming floor. Um, instead, everything's much more, yeah, clandestine um, in nature. It seems like there's some sort of hex over every table because you're not hearing any voices when you're in here. It's disturbingly silent. You can still hear the clicks and clatters of silverware against plates and that like, but the voices themselves, all muffled. Um, as you enter, a valet juts an arm across the doorway. It's probably jutted as you walked up, and he holds his other hand out. Uh, uh hi, how are you? Kind of gives a little jostle to his hand. Again, palm up expectantly. Oh, you want... Show him the thing! Oh, the thing. Yeah, I did. I do have a thing. I show him the thing. He takes the thing. Um, and yeah, he closes it in his hand. I didn't remember I had a thing. <laughs> <laughs> a little coin. Uh, okay, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Uh, holds it up to his to the, the visor of his helmet. Doesn't even open his hand. Just stares at his closed fist. Lowers his hand. Opens it up and hands you back this coin. Thank you. Uh, he steps out of the way, and a concierge has almost magically appeared behind him. Um, and the concierge gestures to his left towards a staircase. All right. Uh, okay. And the lesson just starts walking over. Up you guys go. Um, up a staircase. Uh, the concierge following close behind. Um, the moment you make it to the top of the staircase, the concierge slips in front of you guys and walks a few doors down into a long, darkened hallway, barely lit by candelabras against the wall, and cracks open a door. He gestures again, openly, and gives a little bow. Thank you. And inside, a single, small, round table. Saad has propped his feet up on it. His hat is dangling off of a, a coat hook, and his coat wrapped around the back of his chair. 
and a giant gilded pistol is slapped on the table. Another one is, is against his belt, and uh, you can see hanging in his coat, there's a long gun of some kind. Wow, how'd they get a Boca de Beppa in here? Shut up. Fuckism. <laughs> Boca de Beppa. It's family style. I don't... <laughs> All right, cut all that. I'll kill you personally. I'll find you. Just release it at the end of the episode. Bloopers, blooper reel. Just put that. I'll put that after my outro. Yeah. So yeah, the the room is open. Single candle flickering on the table, and he he looks up. First time we've seen him completely hatless. And uh, he he grins. Is he balding? Uh, no, no. This is a fairly young guy, probably in his probably in his thirties. Oh. Wow, mysterious and inviting. Kind of my my brand. Well, don't mind if we do. And yeah, we 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 pull up, pull out pull out our chairs a little, do a little scoot. Are there any dinner rolls? Uh, yeah, sure. Croissants. How long has it been since Alessa had good food? That's a good mm. damn question. I think, I think it's been a long fucking time. Um, mm. I think, I think Alessa is absolutely salivating at the sight of 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 a a delicious, fresh baked good. I think, I think Facade can probably sense the like wild hunger, um, and he kind of pushes over the basket with a, with a, with a hand. No, he, he he takes his gun and just kind of nudges the basket towards you, like with the the butt of it, the, the handle, not the barrel, but yeah, he nudges it. So he, so he doesn't he doesn't have to like fully sit up. He's still rocked back in the chair. I think I think Alessa's trying really really hard to like I don't know keep keep a keep an air of status, yeah, be keep a rich power. person. Yeah, like be a but just. And <laughs> you like see her hand shaking as she's trying to very slowly. And very, uh, very delicately eat this croissant. I almost want to make you roll and endure. Yes! Do it! Do it! <laughs> endure yes, to please. eat the bread. Do it! Come yeah. on! Yeah, roll and endure plus haven to, to see if you can maintain your your ferocity like within yourself. Okay. Ooh, I can! Wow. Very good! Natural with a 10. 10. Nat 10. Glorious. Okay, yeah, you, you can maintain your <clears throat> facade. <laughs> <laughs> He's got jokes. Thank you. I got jokes, folks. I'm sticking my pinky out while I do it. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is uh, very buttery, very uh, very good. Yes, um, you know, not as good as the the ones down in my vi- my villa, but uh, uh, what can you do? I think it's pronounced via. Well, what part of town are you from? Uh, not from here. That's all I can say. So, uh, what do you know about steel dancing and hatred? He's a regular around here. Just about everybody who spends a decent amount of money eventually runs into steel dancing and hatred. He loves to tell a a tall tale of sorts. Exactly how he got in here, that is. Kind of a gambit he ran while he was still up spire. It's an impressive one, I won't lie, but, uh, well... The eighth time you've heard it, it gets a little old. Hmm. The uh, that uh, that whole contract deal he did is that is that what you that what you t- speaking about? Exactly. I see you're already on the upkeep there. Hmm. Word travels. And what about you? How'd you get here? 
I don't think the topic of conversation is maintenance. Fair enough. Me and some uh, associates of mine, we have a vested interest in removing steel dancing and hatred from this premises. And I have a vested interest in removing individuals. So, seems like our proclivities could line up here. Absolutely. Uh, what would be in it for you? Other than the obvious power vacuum. I do love a power vacuum. I think what would be in it for me, however, would be a cut of some kind of whatever you are getting out of it yourself. I presume you're being paid for this, yes? You don't exactly seem the type to be dabbling in palace multifaceted politics unwarranted. Well, uh, yeah, in a sorts. How, how much are we getting paid? Do we know? Or is it just one of those, like, a gargantuan amount? It's a lot. Yeah, it's going to be like a D12 resource. It's going to be like two D12 resources. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah, just a shitload. Yeah. A lot of money. A, a lot of money. No. Um, it's the heart, so, like, there's no standardized regulated currency down there anymore, so. Understood, yeah. I think, uh, I think we could maybe arrange something. What is it you can offer? Well, I can offer uh, information, for one. I roughly understand steel dancing and hatred's routine. And, if need be, I can offer my particular services. And he spins his giant gilded handgun on the table with one finger. Kind of like a, you know, a pistol twirl, but he does it against the table really quickly. Little little spiral and swings it to the other end of the table. Um, quick on the draw, if you will. Mob, you got any questions? You got any concerns? Hmm. Mob's like Mob's like looking him looking him up and down, just like trying to trying to get a read on him. He's like, "How do we know we can trust you?" <laughs> the little man's asking the right questions. You can't. Good point. How do I know I can trust you two? Oh, you definitely can't, honey. You you super cannot. So we are in good company. Makes sense to me. Never really trusted a man that I could trust. Me neither. How much information can we get from you right now? It depends on what you're looking for. I understand the man's routine, where, where his suite is on the top floor. And uh, on top of that... I know his personal guard as well. An old friend of mine. And uh, how exactly would we uh, best go about getting up to his suite? That's tricky. The valets here, they're not to be traveled with. Not easily. There's a lot of them in the fast. Way faster than the size would impress upon you. I've seen them rip a man in half. But, if you get in close with him, you could get in personally. He's a... Well, he's a braggart, to say the least. He loves telling people all about how he got one up on such and such and so and so. So, you make your way into his personal dealings. He'll invite you into his suite one way or the other. Has a personal party, typically by the end of the night. Has everyone kicked out and then does a walk through the gardens. Finishes his evening passed out drunk, typically. I've been invited myself once. Can't say I had a pleasure in making his acquaintance. But we just have to figure out how to do something big enough that he'll want to invite us. Yeah, exactly. 
You can catch Steel Dancing and Hatred's attention and prove yourself you're someone worth paying attention to. He will pay attention. What kind of things interest Steel Dancing and Hatred? Violence and spite, for one. Oh, I got plenty of spite, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all you gotta do is display that. He loves the prize fights. And there isn't a game on the floor he can't be found fumbling his way through eventually. Man has a seemingly never-ending supply of money. Well, now, I hate to do recursive thinking, but, Mob, we do know a fella who uh, does a little bit of fighting himself. Yeah, one of our associates. (laughs) One of your associates, huh? Yeah, a bit of a real bastard in the ring. Well, going by the folks I've seen fighting that ring before, you need a real bastard to make a splash. Now, now, I imagine they probably sniffed that out uh, <laughs> as uh, uh, <laughs> um, as uh, uh, Setson and Marcelin like feel shivers as like someone walks across their grave. Yeah, I imagine they probably they probably found the the prize fighting ring. <laughs> I wonder if there's a way we could help them out. I wonder if there's a way we could maybe um, tilt the fights in their favor. <laughs> You're talking sabotage. Could be. Could be sabotage. Could be um, espionage. Could be a little bit of just uh, turning the crowd's heads a little, making the fight bigger. Not a bad idea. If you have the money, you could always pay off the fighter's handler. Hmm. Anything more exciting? You could kill someone. We could kill someone. We've done it before and we'll do it again. Mob, mob will release one B to poke Alessa's leg. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Maybe not if we don't have to, um, ah, geez. Well, there is always a a good light poisoning. That's fair. If we can find out who they're fighting, figure out their, figure out their routine, give them a little, you know, uh, just, just a, just a bit of a, bit of a mild, um, uh, tummy troubles. Not a terrible idea. Just a matter of finding whatever the fighter's eating or drinking or what have you. Seems a fine idea. You wouldn't happen to have any, um, substance around like that, would you? Do I look like a poisoner to you? Nah, you look like a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> Good read. Oh, I can escort you down to the fighting ring if you want to take a look. I'd quite enjoy that. Excellent. Do you mind... Do you mind if I ask this uh, young man you're with a question? Just just me and him? Uh Well, uh Mob, you're uh, you you're your own little person thing. I am open to any questions. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I promise we'll be safe. Just wait for me outside, will you? We'll be right out. Uh I'll, I'll, all right. Uh. And Alessa very, very trepidatiously goes out, but also takes two more croissants with her. (laughs) Is there... Okay, I have a skill that lets me see in the back of my head. I don't imagine that could transfer over to my ears. (laughs) I think he's going to make you shut the door. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, of course, of course. Um, But but good instinct. Um, Yeah, I, I think you'd have to try to press your ear against the door or something, and I don't think the valet sitting outside is going to be super keen on that. Yeah, all right, then Alessa just sort of waits. All right. Wait outside in the hallway. 
Posad watches the door close, then turns to you, Mob. Holsters his gun for the first time in this whole, whole exchange. You're traveling with an awfully dangerous lady. You realize that, young man? Yeah, but dangerous means dangerous for other people, too. Hmm, it does. But it only takes one wrong misstep to find yourself at the end of that same blade. You realize that? I can handle myself. <laughs> can you now? I can. He, he, he pulls, uh, no, no, he, he releases, he releases a, a, a like a, a small cloud of bees. Mm. Just circle his head. Deep apiaris sort, are you? Those are, those are very big words. <laughs> you tell me you don't work with the deep apiaris sects. The, the what? <gasps> You're an independent bee wizard? Well, not so much independent. I do have allies and enemies. What are you, like, 12? What are your allies? Uh, you know, besides besides uh, the companions I travel with, there are, there are groups who work in the shadows that uh, keep, keep an eye on me. Ah. Uh. Shadowed groups, eh? Don't believe me? I struggle to a little bit. That's fine. All right, kid. Probably safer for you if you don't believe me. <laughs> uh, I definitely appreciate the confidence there. You're on the right world to have that kind of headstrong confidence. Now, I want you to be honest with me. Were you and your companions in front of a bookstore owned by a man named Whitmore? And he spins a coin on the table in front of you. He spins a mm -hmm. coin. Uh, a man named Whitmore. I can't say I've heard the name. No. Does Mob remember this name? It was painted above the, the bookstore, but it's not necessarily a guarantee you would have read it. Nope. <laughs> I, it's not in my notes, therefore I would not remember it. <laughs> Can he, Can he read? read? Yes. <laughs> Uh, can can Bob I guess read? He, yes. my, my vital question here is is he lying is he lying partially he he knows from the bookstore that he was definitely in front of a bookstore and he can you know make the logical conclusion that it's probably Whitmore's bookstore uh but he never encountered Whitmore or really knows the name all right could you roll me an endure check difficulty one difficulty <laughs> one right. so you roll your dice you'll subtract the highest Nope. I sure Ooh. I sure do know who it was. <laughs> uh, okay, could you take uh, a D10 mind stress, please? Oh, very cool. Oh, uh -oh. Very, very fun and cool. Mm, that's a five. That's a, that's a fun that's a number. Good number. What does that take your total stress that's to? That's a five. Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say... Uh, oh, no. Let's say uh -oh. 11. Oh, <laughs> no, not here, not now. Let's say 11. <laughs> oh, Things boy. are going so good. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. No. Oh, no. If I know, that's a if I know this out. game, I believe that's a major mind fallout. Ah, oh, fuck. That that sounds yeah. right. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. That is true, yeah. So Big problem. Your stress. Big problem. Yeah, oh, all like, of it. All your stress okay. is gone. Um, that's good. What do you bleed? Ah! What do I yeah. bleed? Honey! 
No, I think. <laughs> I think. I mean, mob. We, we saw before that it was just a husk. It is a husk, but if you if you cut through, yeah, I guess honey honey would make the most sense, wouldn't it? Something waxen, maybe as well. Like yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. Melted. I was thinking like waxen, like crumbs kind of i don't know how this would work like at all mechanically but like oh man would it be great if it was if it was icker you know i'm down for you <clears throat> having some icker invested in your husk that makes i yeah i'll i'll, I'll roll with that that makes sense icker icker uh icker and and waxen particles yeah like pollen almost just like thick chunks of pollen. yeah I'll roll with that. Um, yeah, so that starts to dribble out of your nose onto the table. Oh, that's cool. Um, you, uh, you, you are going to take the major mind fallout now. An exploitable leak. Uh, Facade leans over and, uh, wipes your nose with a handkerchief. No. Uh, he smacks the coin down, stopping it spinning. Um, your eyes became dangerously trapped onto it. Um, and you couldn't look anywhere else. Then Vassad smacks it, and all of a sudden, you feel very, very trusting of the, of the, of the bizarre elf here in front of you. Uh, sure, why not? I know you're not telling me the truth now, kiddo. So please, tell Uncle Facade. were you in front of a bookstore owned by a man named Whitmore? I was in front of a bookstore. I didn't. I. I never met a Whitmore, but his name was on the sign. That's what I thought. Thank you, young man, for answering my question. Now, whenever I ask you questions like this, I'd like if you gave me the truth. That's all I need. You do that, and everybody's safe. Understood? Okay. Thank you. I'm going outside. Run on to uh, Miss Alessa. I think we have a little mission in front of us, don't we? Uh huh. Onwards. Mob, mob waddles out. <laughs> <laughs> Facade follows shortly behind. Turns to Alessa. Uh, Alessa's like crouched um, down, like uh, away from the door, like hugging a wall, just like gobbling into a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a like a like a barn owl swallowing a mouse. Mm. <clears throat> hey, hey, hey there, mob. Hey, uh, what? Uh, how how'd it go? How um, what's uh, what's what's up? What's the sitch? Oh, nothing much. Just asking little mob here a little bit about his past. Thought I recognized him, but turns out I don't. And that right, mob? Uh huh. I, everyone gets everyone gets confused for me with my fancy look. The fancy look is very obfuscating. You do look very fancy. So, shall I take you to the rink? Ring, the ring, not the rink. That's a different different thing. I'd be delighted. And Alessa puts her arm out, like her elbow out, to be to be taken. Mm. <laughs> my pleasure. And yeah, facade, very. Uh, quote-unquote gracefully hooks his arm than yours and uh puts a shoulder puts a hand on mob's shoulder and leads you guys out of the private dining area i think this is going to be 
a fruitful partnership. Thank you for listening to this episode five of Unhallowed Shores. And welcome to the City of Gold, the creation of Brendan McLeod, my co-author on Ickerdrowned, and the sole author of Testament, the adventure present within it. If you have any interest in the City of Gold or our rendition of the palace multifaceted, I highly recommend you give it a look. Next week, we continue down this adventure into the heart of decadence and the week after, well, we take a look into the past of Marcelin, a man who's seen many a battlefield. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. Safe travels. <laughs>